Hello and welcome to the next episode of Design Under Influence. I'm your host, uh, co-host Alex Osinenko, entrepreneur, founder, and a passionate, passionate defender of uh, a concept that is near and dear to my heart, which is technology is your competitive advantage. Here's my co-host who can actually live this every day. Hi, everybody. I'm Boris and um, co-host of the show. Um, it's a great great day we're having, and we're going to share some things with you to help you budget for uh, 2021 and your technology budget. Absolutely. Now, IT budget, last episode, we, we gave an overview. Today, we're going to dive into the spreadsheet and actually offer you that spreadsheet as a free gift downloadable that you can make use for your own firm at no cost of whatsoever, zero cost. Now, um, just... For those of you who are new joining the show, because it's such an exciting episode and it's budgeting time, we call it design under influence because we feel like operation, operating your business without technology and innovation, it's sort of like designing under influence, a little blurry, things are not always as sharp, and then you end up with subpar product. So technology is your competitive advantage, remember that? And we're going to show you that uh, throughout the show. Now, today, IT budgeting, we're going to actually get into the meat and give you the play-by-play. Mr. Boris Rappaport, uh, by the way, we had a pre-show conversation. He said uh, the following word. I don't know how it came up, but we're talking about the budgeting. He said prognosticating or prognostication. I said it's not a word. He said it's a word. Well, I looked it up. It's a word and you win. Uh, (laughs) You may be, uh, you may have one or two IQ points on me. And so prognostication means the action on, of foretelling or prophesizing future events. So why don't we get, get into that? Boris, do your magic, share a spreadsheet. Let's give our folks play by play. Um, so before I do that, I just wanna give a quick reminder that if you want a higher level overview, check out our previous episode. You'll have a little more um, to get you prepared for this episode where we're going to dive deep into what budgeting needs to look like. Yep. All right. And with that, I'm going to share my screen. All right. So here's what I'm going to share with you today. Uh, this is an example of a budget put for our clients, but also give our clients this template to help work the budget out. And it has multiple tabs in it uh, with instructions on how to fill out the tabs. And it will give you a complete picture of how much money you will be investing into technology in year 2021 and further down in the future. And so, also what, what the investments are going to be made in to be specifically sort of uses as a guide, a future guide of building tech into your organization and making sure it uh, your shop runs smoothly and operates. It's highest efficiency. So we're going to go through number one, and basically we're going to go to filling this out, or at least I'll show you how to fill this out. And then what comes out in the end is the final result. So number one is we need to set some uh, data fields uh, because we are using you know, a number of users to determine some of the spend in this spreadsheet. So the first thing we need to do is basically set the number of employees uh, we have in our company. And I just use a you know a number that's representative. Many architecture firms uh, who are somewhere in around the teens 
in terms of employees. So we're just going to use the number 15 here. And then going back. We're now, stop you for a second. Are those uh, architects and people who are actually using design tools and such, or is this all employees? How do you, what's the user? So a user to us is, since this is a, you know, this is a budget. So the number is not necessarily exact. It's a plan number. Uh, we're going to say that this is a, you know, number of people um, that are using most of our tools, right? So this is going to be people that are using architecture and design tools and the people that are using the people that are using other tools like Microsoft Office and things like that. So anybody who basically an employee in our firm is going to be a user for us here. Now, obviously, um, there could be differences in some of the functions and some of the work they do. But, you know, that, num that number does not necessarily, the budgetary number that does not necessarily need to reflect all of those differences because, again, it, it's a planning tool, right? It's not an exact science. Yeah, and we can change this number as later right. on. We can change the number to adjust uh, for those differences. But actually, good point, Alex, maybe in the future releases, we're going to have multiple roles. Um, so to make it even easier for our customers. All right, so going back. So once we got that number set in there, we're going to basically focus on the expenses we're already, or the investments we're already making into technology, uh, specifically around recurring, uh, recurring investments. And those are going to be in this tab right here, where we can set the numbers for software subscriptions. We can set the numbers for our software support contracts, and we can set the numbers for, um, you know, any additional recurring investments that we need to make for next year. This could be uh, leases on hardware. Some firms like to lease their hardware as opposed to buy it outright. Um, and, you know, services such as online email, hosted, voice over IP or phone system services, antivirus, anti-spam, you know, internet services for our office and managed IT services or salaries of internal IT people can all go into these into this recurring cost bucket. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, it makes sense to me. Um, I imagine website hosting and that kind of stuff relating to the public website goes in here as well, right? Yeah, and we can add more fields and we can change these ETC names to, to match additional uh, recurring expenses that we may have. Now, this also relates to the, like, let's say we use HubSpot. Some of the larger organizations may use HubSpot or similar expensive, fairly expensive marketing or like email marketing tools. All of it goes here, right? Uh, yes, I would say so. Correct. Okay. So as we mentioned in the previous episodes and go back and check that out, uh, if you haven't yet, I strongly feel that any technology investments that we're making fall under the IT budget. As we're moving forward in this world of technology and, you know, technology making our business better and being our competitive advantage, I strongly feel that technology spend or technology investments need to be in this budget altogether. Gotcha. Um, so once we fill out the recurring uh, investments, we can take a look at, we can take a look at projects that we're going to be doing in the year, in the next year to improve our technology footprint, right? We need to start thinking about those projects and try to understand if those projects are going to be requiring any capital expenses or hardware purchases like servers, workstations, new net, network gear, and so on. Uh, we'll need to 
think about any software we're going to be purchasing for next year if it's not already covered by a subscription, if it's something brand new and something that's not based on a subscription model. We also need to think about additional software costs, whether they're going to be recurring um, or one-time costs for software support or hardware support in that case. And then thinking about which resources we're going to use to implement these new projects, whether it's somebody who's already working with us, an internal resource, or if we're going to hire a company like ArcIT to help us implement these projects. Once we kind of think through that, we would put those capital expense numbers I mentioned, like numbers for outright software purchases, outright hardware purchases, into the spreadsheet here. Additional project services, like using using a company like ours to help implement these projects, uh, would go into this section. And give me an example. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but give me an example of a project. Like, what do you mean? Like, so to help our listeners kind of scope what this may look like. Give us an example, of like a normal project that you usually get involved in. Well, one of the I think more straightforward projects to think of is, you know, we have a server that's more than five years old and it's not, you know, providing the performance that we are looking for and we need to replace that server. So in order for us to replace that server, we need to A, purchase hardware, which would go under hardware section here. And you can see there's a line item for a new server there. Mm -hmm. uh, we also need to buy software and licenses for the new operating system, right? So if our old server was running Windows and it was version 2008, we'll be buying software license for the new version of Windows, which is 2019 at this moment. Um, so that software license cost will need to go into the software licensing section. And again, both of these are outright purchases. Now the server is also going to have a warranty with it. Initially you pay for one or three years of the warranty, um, but then you'll need to renew the warranty and when you renew it, it's going to go under your recurring cost um, bucket. So if we, you know, once we buy the server, we need help moving the data from our old server to the new server. Um, so for that, we would most likely, again, hire a company like ours, and this is what we help a lot with. We will come in and do the project to migrate the data, make sure the data on the new box is accessible, fully backed up and protected, We'll decommission the old server. So all of that is basically going to be the cost for the data migration project, which you can see uh, is one of the line items right here. So yeah, so that's an example of how we would handle that type of project. But there could be other projects which are similar or different. For example, if we're migrating from on-premise to cloud, then we may not have any capital expense in terms of buying hardware or software but we will have an additional recurrent expense for that cloud server. Gotcha, okay. Well, so in, in total, this is not very complicated process, but where do you see a lot of people get tripped up? What's some of the common mistakes you see people make? Maybe let's do top, you know, one or two. Well, I think the biggest problem that we see is just inability to think through and plan for next year, I think a lot of people get so I should get so involved with the day-to-day -day operations of the business that they don't take time uh, to just you know take a strategic day or take a strategic couple of days and start thinking about next year and next three years, and along with that, 
trying to put together a budget, right? So I think it's just the failure to plan is where the biggest kind of where the biggest problem is. Once we start planning, then our problem may be again not being able to run through all the scenarios for next year and try, you know, and asking the right questions, uh, which I think questions that we have set up in the instructions will help uh, really well with that. The bottom line is failure to plan is planning to fail. I've heard that said many times. I believe in that concept. Those of you watching, um, thank you very much for watching. Hopefully this was useful to you. Now you can go on the article and download the copy of the spreadsheet so you can use it for your own purposes. Also get archit.com, get to our website and then click lunch and learn and you can find this budgeting episode, click through it and then download the spreadsheet. Please let us know if it was helpful and we hope you have a wonderful and prosperous 2021. But to get there, we need to plan for it. So good luck with that. All the best and we'll see you next time. Thank you for watching. Thanks everyone. Remember, technology is your competitive advantage.